Hi, I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And And you're you're listening to Decom Mission. We did it. We did it. We survived another movie. We did it. Woo. Yay. We did not get our wish. This was not an F movie. Sadly. However, I'm, st- I'm still hoping there's going to be one this season. Exactly. But we we did better than we have been doing this season. So yes, this I'll was still an improvement. I would say I, I we've reached such a point where I'm like, I, I don't care if I spoil my own thoughts on this movie. Like, no, <laughs> I think this is a B range movie. I agree. And Shocking. I'll take it. It's, it's not an A. It's not an F. But we're going up from where we were. Yeah. Good. I'm sick of the C's. I'm sick of the C's. I'm sick of the D's. And at least we got this. Because the beginning of this movie makes you seem like it's going to be a, oh, no. And uh, it's this like, is going to oh. be a troublesome, offensive movie. Oh, great. Ethan kept telling me, he was like, no, 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 no. It's like, I watched this a bunch. Like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, girl, I watched Luck of the Irish a bunch. And that yep. did not hold up terribly well. So <laughs> I heard you guys talking about that. But it makes sense, you know, that it had to be that way at the beginning to turn into oh, what yeah. it was. So we had to be in the feelings I think, to get to the end. I think they were, when they made the swap... They were hoping to have a kind of similar effect where mm-hmm. things in the beginning were just so cringy and like, mm, that's not what we should do. And they did the end, the second half super successfully, but they didn't hit the front part where it actually felt like they were righting those wrongs or like proving that they were bad. Right. In the swap that they did, I think, better in this movie. Not perfectly, but better. Much better. In my I, opinion. Yeah. I enjoyed this movie. I did too. I wasn't expecting it. This, like we said at the beginning, I was like, oh no, it's going to be another one I'm going to have to be disappointed by. But no, at the end, I'm like, okay. I actually like this. I think I'd watch this one again. Yeah. I'd watch this again. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I had a good time. This was well paced. Um, it, it had a good message. It had, I wouldn't say its moral was great, but it, it was solid. Um, mm-hmm. Sidebar. Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off on Disney Plus has a thumbnail of Bridget, who's, like, kind of a villain. Not really, but, like, she's just kind of someone we're not rooting for her because she's so annoying. And Eddie. And Eddie's hair is, like, blending into the background, despite the fact that the the background of this photo is, like, black. And Eddie's hair was, like, light brownish red oh yeah i'm just looking at it now too that doesn't look like his hair what the no heck? super weird makes but... him look like a completely different person <laughs> yeah also why is weird. he holding a tray of like burnt cookies when did well, he those burn are his cookies? chocolate things that didn't turn out oh yeah i guess i forgot about that but it was such a small clip in the movie that it's funny that they chose that for their right picture like it looks like eddie's failing when he's not he 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 doesn't fail in this movie well he loses oh spoiler if you haven't seen this movie sorry but <laughs> he's a failure because he lost not no really. that's, i'm so glad he loses <laughs> yeah. i'm so glad he loses it's such a better end yes um i like it when they don't do the predictable oh he he wins he's the underdog you he don't showed always up late win still especially on your first yeah. shot like he uh, did the best he could with the time he had and not having help for the first like bit that he was there but it wasn't enough to win which is realistic right let's 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 read these blurbs and then we can talk more about the plot 
Um, okay, so Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off is from 2003. It's an hour 25. It's sports coming of age and comedy. Yep. Yep. Don't know why food is, isn't included. Is I'm pretty school. sure food is an option, but whatever. I consider middle school coming of age. They Before right. we... Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, middle school is, like, peak coming of age. Before... Hold on. Before we talk about the blurb specifically, because I will forget if I don't. This movie has some of our superstars on the cr- the crew team here. It's directed by our good friend Paul Holland, who directed the Zombies movies, Let It Shine, Camp Rock 2, um... Invisible Sister, How to Build a Better Boy, Cloud Nine, uh, Dadnapped, Cheetah Girls, One World, Jump In, Read It and Weep, and You Wish, True Confessions, and Luck of the Irish. So, so many. Real, just, so many hit or miss movies in there yeah some really good ones some okay ones some and really some trash yeah it's absolutely so interesting trash. how he has both ends of the spectrum there yeah the teleplay was also written by our good friend dan berenson who uh <laughs> wrote the teleplay for teen beach 2 uh camp rock 2 wizards of waverly place the movie cheetah girls one world Twitches to Twitches Halloween Town High Stuck in the Suburbs and The Scream Team, among other things that are not Disney Channel original movies. So yeah. just so these also two are just all over the place. And I mean Dan Berenson even more so in my opinion. Dan Berenson was either like at least a B level or just garbage trash more trash did they ever work together were any of those the same movies that you mentioned um, or were they all different i think camp rock 2 was on here ah, maybe okay. so no it wasn't no it wasn't yeah it was it was it was, it was. yeah so they made camp rock 2 together and this camp rock 2 was after this obviously but like if we look at dan berenson like team beach 2 really good camp mm-hmm. rock 2 Mm. <laughs> it's fine. Where's the place? Good Team Beach too, but yeah. fine. Where's the really place? Fine. Cheetah Girls One World, awful. It. Twitches two, awful. Twitches one, mm. Halloween Town High, a disaster. Oh. No. Stuck in the suburbs, fine. Eddie's Million Dollar Cookoff, fine. The Scream Team, great. Up, yep. up and away was his first one. Excuse me. Um, and that was uh, not great. Um, the story was written by a couple of other people who, oh, hold on, um, this is the only thing that one of the writers did in regards to writing, and the other guy wrote a couple of Hallmark, like, Christmas movies, I think that's it, but, yeah, interesting. so, interesting. Hallmark movies to DCOMs. Well, I think the Hallmark movies were after, actually. Okay, decoms to Hallmark Christmas movies. That's the way it goes. Um, let me see if there's any trivia. Uh, no, I don't want to read this. Thank you. Don't want me to read this. Uh, okay. Interesting. The woman who played Mrs. Hadley, Nancy Lenahan, isn't credited in this movie. 
And people probably would recognize her as playing um, kind of like character parts and other things. She's in Pleasantville as one of the other moms in town. Like, she's done a bunch of stuff. Bobby Flay had said in a previous show that chocolate chicken was his favorite food. That is what Eddie makes in the cook-off. What a choice of favorite food, Bobby Flay, you disgusting gremlin of a man. You're right. (laughs) Chocolate chicken. Mm. Uh, James Galen and Rose McIver, who co-star as Longo and Hannah, respectively. Who is Longo? I have no idea. Uh, Would later appear together in Power Rangers RPM. Galen as Colonel Mason Truman and McIver as Summer Lansdowne, the Yellow Ranger. I did not know that... Rose McIver was the Yellow Ranger in anything. Who is Longo? I have to figure out who the frick Longo is now. Longo. Hey, he's the the uh, the assistant coach. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whose name is apparently yeah. Longo? Well, as I say, I liked him. I didn't know that was his name, but okay, now we know. Rose McIver was also in Johnny Tsunami back on board, right? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure she was. She was in another decom, um, because I remember seeing. I remember seeing this list of stuff that she's been in. She was in the Christmas Prince movie, hmm. and Once Upon a Time is Tinkerbell. That's good casting. I can see that. She's been in a bunch Never of stuff. She's it. she's she's pretty well known. I thought that she was in Pretty Little Liars, but that shows how much I know about Pretty Little Liars. Well, you should have known a lot after yeah. those tours we went on. <laughs> Johnny Capahala back on board. Four years after making Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, she was in. She was in Johnny Capahala back on board. Yeah, I really should know more about Pretty Little Liars because three, all three of the Warner's Brother tours that I've been on, someone's been like, please tell me about Pretty Little Liars. More about Pretty Little Liars. And I'm like, please tell me about something other than Pretty Little Liars. Right. Was the one I went on with you, was that the third time that you'd heard it? Or was it the second? Second. Okay. So there was one more after that that you one had One more before and one more after. The first one I went on was by far the worst. Um, and then the I first you one... asked about something. They're like, oh, we can't. Or we, I don't have anything because it wasn't That was the third time. Yeah. So the first time I went on was when I visited my friend back in 2012. And we told them that we liked friends and we liked... Gilmore Girls and all this stuff, everything he pointed out was Pretty Little Liars because there were these two Australian girls losing their mind going, oh my God, it's Pretty Little Liars. That's a terrible Australian accent and I totally <laughs> recognize that. I can't, I can only do a New Zealand accent. Yeah, it's Pretty I Little Liars. I can't do Liars. any accents, so props to you. Um, I don't know. I, I've listened to so many New Zealand things that like I just, Australian accents are now just gone except for hello. Oh, today we're watching Pretty Little Liars. Um, there we go. Pretty Little Liars. Um, got it. But, oh, and they were losing their minds. And so the tour guide was, like, eating it up. And it's like, I've been on that tour enough now to know that there were so many other things he could have talked about. Yeah. And then At the least one- make it a mix. Like, sure, you can do some Pretty Little Liars, but do something else, too. The one I went on with you, there was a little bit more. Because I remember they talked about the fuller house thing and you took a picture Mm -hmm. um but we went into that pretty little liar's house again Uh uh-huh oh wow okay it was either out or coming out i'm pretty sure it was out it was probably sure it came out in 2016 i'm looking it up um yeah but either it was out or it was coming out because they shot 
some of the exteriors there. 2016. Oh. Um... And then the one I went... There was some Gilmore Girls stuff, yeah. There was some Gilmore Girls stuff, yeah. It's hard to not do the Gilmore Girls stuff because the gazebo and the entire town square there is right. what they used for Stars Hollow. So it's really hard to skip that. And they didn't skip it in my first one, but they, it was like, and this is they use this in Stars Hollow. Bye! Um, but anyway, the last one I went on was with my family. And my mom really wanted to learn about classic movie stuff. And he, that was one where he was like, I don't, know. I don't know about classic movies, lady. You got to go on the classic movie tour. And she's like, yeah, I want to, but I haven't been on this tour yet. And I feel like this is a better tour to start yeah, with. You should know something about the classical he, movies. Come on. He pointed at something and he was like, oh, this was used in some movie from the 80s. He didn't say that, but it was like a movie from oh, the 80s. And she was the like, classic movie of the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, That one was the worst tour guide i had he was like he did not want to be there yeah and i was sucks. like dude you gotta try yeah that should have just gone up and started driving the little tour bus around honestly Give your own little tour honestly i'd be a great tour guide but i'd also be the be. worst i'd be the worst tour guide also because i would just talk about stuff i want to talk about so i'd be like did you know this fun fact blah, 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 blah. but that would like, be so much more fun about that no one would know what i was talking about i like obscure garbage so okay so so we went to the academy museum in la yeah last night yeah on tuesday night to see kiss me kate the musical the movie that's not what it's called this is not high school the musical the musical the series whatever <laughs> right um in 3d at oh, the Academy Museum because this movie was originally released in 3D in the 50s because this was when 3D was so novel and so like let's put it everywhere. It's like dial in for murder and yeah and a couple of just really weird choices for movies were made in 3D. One of them is Kiss Me Kate. I've known that that movie was originally made in 3D since I was a child because my mother knew it and also it's not subtle. They throw so much stuff at the audience. And, like, there's just so much gimmicks where you're like, oh, this had to have been a 3D. At yeah. the end of the movie, there's, like, a cutout of the main couple, like, zooming out at you. Like, it's <laughs> obvious. I've never seen it before, so I wouldn't have ever known. I guess I should um, watch it. So my In parents 3D. Have a, my parents have a 3D TV. And years ago, like five years ago or so, we watched it in 3D because they released it on, on 3D DVD or whatever. Um, and it was really fun. And it was really well remastered, especially for a small screen. Like, it looked new. Like, it was really yeah. impressive. Um, so we went to this movie on Tuesday night. And normally, I want to talk about what I'm seeing if I know a lot about it. And let me tell you what. I know a lot about this movie and this musical. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> it was pretty full. Which is exciting because I thought no one was going to go. But of course, it was full of an older demographic, mm -hmm. which is fine. Except that one person kept, you know, trash talking the museum. Oh, and saying, like during the movie? No, no, no. Before the movie. Oh, but they were I mean, like, not that it's okay either way, but. <laughs> they were like, yeah, I just, I don't go to a museum to learn things. The art should speak for itself. And what? Ethan and I were just sitting there like, what? <laughs> and you like, don't go to a museum to learn things? That's your mindset? That's so, so sad. I will say that I don't think that this museum is perfect. I think it's got a lot of growing pains that it needs to go through. It opened last year. 
So it's yeah. got a lot of growing pains. It needs to go through. Um, it's it needs more exhibits. Like it's not perfect yet. But one thing it is actively trying to do is talk about the things it did wrong. Like okay. in one yeah. of the in one of the in one of the rooms, there's a like kind of this like rotating. Um, it's not really rotating, but it's kind of like a cycling uh, playlist of Oscar speeches, and some of them are the not nice ones. Like one of them is. Like one of them is like Marley Matin Matlin when she got her her Oscar and she she signed uh, her appreciation, which is beautiful. One of them is Sasheen Littlefeather's speech where she ripped on the Academy for their treatment of Native people, and you can hear John Wayne losing his his mind in the audience. And they invited Sasheen Littlefeather to the museum to apologize to her and make make amends, and she yeah. died like three days later. Wow, is that insane? That is. I don't think it was because of the museum. No, probably. I think I would she was ill. Yeah. Um. She was. She was older. She wasn't old, but she was. She was in her late seventies, I think. Okay. Um. But anyway. And then these these people being like, I had no idea this was in three D. Blah blah blah. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But then being like, well, I watched this movie a bunch, and but this part and this part and blah 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 blah. And I was like. And they would ask to be like, oh, do you know this? Blah blah blah. To like each other, and I'd be sitting there like, I know. I know the answer. Can I'm I just go interrupt to any of you? And I felt really bad because there was this woman who sat, who tried to sit in a row behind us, but these people decided they were going to save like seven seats, despite the fact that half their group didn't even come. And she sits directly next to me, despite the fact there being a bunch of open seats around. And I was like, okay. And I was so frustrated by everything happening. She was wearing like a TCM shirt and she was wearing, she had like a TCM like membership thing. And I was like, I would love to talk to her. Yeah. I, I, I won't be nice right now because I'm so frustrated with how people are acting. But during the movie, I had to lean over to Ethan a couple times and go, this is this, 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 this. <laughs> like, there's a part in the beginning of, of Kiss Me, Kate, which is um, something they made specifically for the movie where it shows... This is nothing to do with Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, and I'm sorry. It's just fun. <laughs> um, but uh, this is what happens when we watch a good movie. This is when we yeah. get on tangents. It either yeah. has to be terrible or good. Anyway. Then we boring, talk about other good movies, like we Kiss can't, Me Gate. <laughs> we can't. I'm sure people won't think that Kiss Me Gate is good, but anyway. Um, but anyway, okay so, okay, so there's a part in the beginning of the movie that they changed from the musical, which shows Howard Keel's character, Fred Graham, and this movie-tization of Cole Porter for some reason. Trying to convince the lead uh, woman character to join their show. And on the piano is pictures of Howard Keel and his other musical movies. So there's a picture of um, Annie Get Your Gun and a picture of Showboat. And what's funny about Showboat is that it starred both Howard Keel and Catherine Grayson, who plays the main like the, the femme fatale, basically, of this movie. And so okay. it's just really fun to see them on there. Um, yeah. But so I leaned over and told that to Ethan. And I was like, I have so many more things I want to whisper to him. I'm sure I've told him some of these things. Yeah. Since we've watched it. We've only watched it once. I've shown it to him one time, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure we watched it in Japan. I think I brought, because I, I have this, this one disc that has four musicals on it. That's from TCM. That has Kiss Me, Kate, and Heer, and Brothers, and Showboat. I think it's the Howard Keel set. Yeah, they have some nice sets. Oh, they're so good. We have some of them at work. I'm like, I should borrow them and watch them all. Oh, they're so good. Some of them are not good. But the musicals one, there's one that's like Bandwagon and Singing in the Rain and Easter Parade. Hmm. Um, it's just, they're really good. Uh, but... 
I really like Howard Keel. Also, I'm just like, he's so good. And <laughs> there's, I also love Tommy Rawl. So Tommy Rawl is a dancer who plays the kind of like supporting man in this movie. And he oh, just watch him dance all the time. Does um, he tap dance? He does. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, this is also a movie where it was one of Bob Fosse's first choreography uh, gigs. Okay. And it's very obvious that Bob Fosse <laughs> choreographed this movie, especially for a couple of scenes where you're like, that's a that's Fosse. That sure yep. is a Fosse. Um, anyway, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, <laughs> the blurb. Uh, oh, yeah, we haven't even read the blurbs yet. I know, I know. I'm the worst. No one listened to me. Okay, so the ma- the big blurb for Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off is, everyone seems to be in a stew when baseball prodigy Eddie Ogden enters a major cooking contest held on the same day as his team's playoff game. With his father and his friends doing a slow burn, the oh. 14-year-old <laughs> finds himself in a toss-up. Can he fulfill his obligation to the team and still be true to himself? This would be a good blurb, if not for this with his father and friends doing a slow burn. No, I think we're too far into, like, novels and romance to hear slow burn about Eddie and his father. (laughs) I don't think this person knows that. No, I don't think so either. (laughs) Also, like, they don't do a slow burn even in, like, other definitions of that. Like, they... A slow burn in what sense? I know. I'm trying to think. I'm like, how are they using slow burn to describe Eddie and his dad? Well, and his friends. Excuse me while I And his friends. I don't know, man. Is that used to... It's not even like it was a a slow burn. It was kind of like towards the end they realized. I feel like they could just do with his father and friends caught in the middle. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway, their blurb gone wrong. It was so close to being a good blurb. Mm Mm-hmm. The small blurb is, a baseball prodigy swings for the culinary fences in a cooking competition. That's a good one. Get it? Swings for? That's a good one. That is a better one. I feel like, I feel like we have to do a retrospective of blurbs. Blurb rating. <laughs> we should. I think for the final, the final wrap up, maybe we go back and just look at all of the blurbs. Yeah, and then we rank them on some sort yeah. of scale. That's easy enough to just look up the blurb. Right. Maybe, yeah. So the last the last episode of the show is going to be really long, and I don't care. Yeah. That's all right. I'm excited for it. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Let me bump up my sound again, because it got real bumped down. Okay, so Eddie is, by and large, the best baseball player on his middle school baseball team which is not a school team it's still like an after school program or like a summer program that like really eats into the school year because they're still playing baseball and this cooking contest is happening this cooking contest happens really early in the school year then i guess but anyway that's beside the point so the one of the first things we're introduced to about Eddie is that he makes these things called Eddie dogs, which are hot dogs that he tosses all these toppings onto, and his friends love them. Yeah, like literally tosses things into the air. The camera throws them behind his back, like yeah. flying. Um, and then he the, there's like an after game party at his house, but his mom cuts herself, and so she has to go to the hospital. And so Eddie and his two friends, one of whom is played by Orlando Brown from That's All Raven. Um, who we aren't going to talk about because he's very problematic. 
Um, and it, as a human being, not as this character. His character is yeah. fine. And then the kid from Buffalo Dreams. I didn't check that. I'm going to check that now, but I'm 90% sure. I say, you're like 99% of the time you're right about recognizing actors. So I'm sure you're right. Francisco. Uh, his name is not Francisco. Apparently he's in The Kid. Was I right? Was he in Buffalo Dreams? Or was I making that up? Because I believe that I would. Yeah, I was right. He's in Buffalo out. Dreams. Okay. He's also was that in... a couple years after this movie? Uh, it was two years after, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Kid from Buffalo Dreams. His name is Riley something. Um, I didn't pay attention. I was caring too much about Buffalo oh, Dreams. character names? No, no, no. His name is DB. Oh, okay. I was say, I got the character names. I don't have no, his, na- names. his name is DB. Um, so they're there in his house, and Eddie goes, why don't we cook dinner? And they make the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life, which is Fruit Loops covered chicken. But apparently his family loves it, and yeah. Eddie has discovered that he loves cooking, and that's his thing. But of course, his dad thinks that women belong in the kitchen, and, you know, men shouldn't be cooking and it's too girly and that's a big through line for, th- through a good chunk of the movie. Yeah. And um, the brothers calling him Edwina. Oh, God, I forgot about the Edwina. Also, Edwina is the name of a chicken in Chicken Run. She's the, the chicken that gets killed right at the beginning and they're like, oh, Edwina. Uh, I feel like Chicken Run scarred me as a child. I don't remember the movie, but I remember it, it, like there was one scene that terrified me about it and I never watched it again. I I love that movie. Right, oh, my life a... flashed before my eyes. It was really boring. Just is that what? Run. Is there a scene where they're, like, going through this, like, processor, like, the chickens yeah. are being killed? They're not being killed, but they go. They do get put into the chicken pie-making machine. And they That's probably what I'm thinking of, yeah. It's not gory in any way. In any way. Chicken Run is an Ardman film <laughs> where everything is made out of clay. It's a stop-motion movie that's incredible. I don't it's, know. It's a, it still scarred me as a child. It's satire. <laughs> I'm telling this to the audience, Sarah. It's I'm satire of The Great Escape, and it is incredible. The only real negative that I have about Chicken Run is the fact that the main... Like, the, the rooster character is played by Mel Gibson. Uh, he does a really good job, but it's Mel Gibson, so bleh. Talk about problematic people, yeah. yeah no I kidding. should watch it again. I should give Chicken Run another chance. It's... Okay, it's, okay well, that's going to be my decommission. Is there <laughs> Chicken Run? Chicken Run. I wonder where you can watch it. Hold probably on. nowhere. Hold on. I'm looking it up, but it's probably nowhere. Um, oh, you can watch it on Peacock. That's yeah, very funny that you can watch it on, on Peacock. Peacock. <laughs> Um, anyway, Chicken Run is incredible, and I, it, it's even better if you've seen The Great Escape. Uh, and I watched The Great Escape recently on a plane ride, and the plane ride I took in October back to Illinois, I watched The Great Escape, and that movie is long, and the middle chunk is extraordinarily boring. Oh, no. <laughs> but um, now you're ready to watch Chicken Run again. Yeah. If you like The Great Escape, I do recommend that you watch Stalling 17 by the greatest writer-director of all time, Billy Wilder. Anyway, that's my statement on Chicken Run. Back to Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. So, Eddie realizes he really likes cooking. So, the new school term is starting, and they have to pick their extracurricular ca- class or whatever, their, their elective class. And the way that they do it at this school, because apparently technology didn't exist at all in 2003... 
there's clipboards dangling on a board in a hallway and everyone has to run and sign up for what they want as fast as they can. And Eddie's friends want to take computer science and Eddie wants to take home economics. And so he tricks them into signing up for home economics. And of course they join home economics and it's of course like, oh, this is the girls class. And they're the only boys in the class and their DB is super toxic and it's just annoying. And then there's two food fights in this movie that are disgusting and way too long. And the idea that if there was a food fight, people would be like, oh, I'm joining in. When I know for sure if there was a food fight, I would go... Peace out. out. I'm not getting milk in my hair. No. I feel like back in the day, I'd always watch these scenes on TV and be like, oh my gosh, it would be so fun to be filming this. And now I watch it. I'm like, I would be, it would feel so gross having all that food on you. Barf. Um, Anyway, so Eddie learns about the million dollar cook-off and so does Bridget, who's also in his class, who's this girl that I was talking about, who's his nemesis, basically. They don't act like nemesis. She's just a pain in the butt. And she, she has like she's more meticulous about her recipes like blah 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 blah. during the food fight they found that this concoction was made called purple stuff or whatever i don't even remember what they called it i don't know either and eddie recreates it and that's that's his submission but then he realizes that he actually actually make like a recipe for it the amount of times they showed showed his poor dog <laughs> being covered stuck in with food goop. in their kitchen at home yeah i was like this is animal cruelty um, anyway, so Eddie's dad really wants him to get, like, a baseball scholarship. So he wants him to continue to play baseball. Um, and he wants him to basically go pro. Uh, and he can't tell his dad that he's doing this cooking stuff because his dad is super toxic and gross. He does tell his mom at some point. His mom is like, yeah, I'll help you, whatever, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets accepted to the cooking contest. Like, he he... He he gets accepted at the cook-off, excuse me. And his dad finds out and he's pissed. He's like, you said that you lied to me. You were going to devote all your time to baseball. Uh, whatever. So then Eddie is like splitting his time between cook-off prep and baseball. And they get to the playoffs, even though their team has been terrible this whole time. Up until this year, apparently. Yeah. So the playoffs are the same day as the cook-off. Eddie decides that he's going to go to the game. And during the game, the team DB sparks it, goes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win this game. We don't need you. Like, we, we're gonna win this game together. We don't need you. You don't, we don't need you to save us. Go win this competition. It's really cute. There's also yeah. a part where Eddie's dad, who's the coach, I forgot to mention that, says something about throwing like a girl. And one of the girls goes up, because there's two, at least two girls on this team. One of them, one of them goes, I throw like a girl because I am a girl. Ah, uh, Kimberly. I love Kimberly. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I don't run badly because I'm a girl. I run badly because I'm a dork. Yeah. And I'm uh, like. She put him in his place. I loved it. And then the other coach is sitting there like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. They subverted expectations with, with what I was expecting to happen with all this. I did not think they were going to do that. And I was so excited. And then the other thing is the girl who Rose McIver plays, Hannah, has been hiding from her mom that she's actually on the baseball team. She's been saying that she's the cheerleader because she thinks that her mom wants her to be the cheerleader. So her mom comes to the game because she forgot her pom-poms. And she's, like, trying to pretend that she's a cheerleader. And then she finally goes, no, mom, I'm not a cheerleader. Like, baseball, I'm actually pretty good shortstop. Like, blah, blah, blah. And her mom's like, oh, you also forgot these. And they're her batting gloves. And she's like, oh, you knew? And she's like, I've known for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, and then, then she's her, cheering her on from the yeah, bleachers. Yeah, and then they show her it cheering so her nice. on. And it was, like, really nice. 
The only thing I was bummed about is that, like, she goes up to try and score a run and she obviously doesn't score one because the next time the score is still the same. Yeah. Well, maybe she at least hit the ball and went to first base. I don't know much about maybe. baseball, but you don't have to. Maybe she kind of uh, hit. Yeah, yeah right. you just got to right. hit the ball to get but I think, to a I base. I think the bases were loaded. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, maybe not then. Um. So then we, we come back to Eddie and Eddie is floundering by himself as, as they cook off. He's cooking fine, but he's like by himself and having to do all of the stuff. And you can see that the other competitors each have at least one helper. And then his dad is like figuring out what to do and he's seeing that Eddie is struggling by himself. And so he gets in a fight with the ump so that he can be kicked out of the game so that he's not abandoning his team. Or it doesn't look like he's just running from his team. It looks like he got has, to, has to leave. Yeah. And so then yeah. he goes and he's helping Eddie. I think that's really sweet. There's one major problem with this. Eddie's mom and teacher are watching in the audience. Eddie's teacher not helping, I'm not going to understand, because she was his coach, like, for cooking, and because she was coaching both Bridget and Eddie. That's a conflict of interest. I get that. Eddie's mom is the cook in their family and is just watching her son cook by himself, going, well, it's how you learn, I guess. Right. Good job, Eddie. <laughs> you don't need me. Yeah. So it's really cute to see his dad come in and help him. And his dad, this thing this thing throughout the movie is that Eddie doesn't know how to crack an egg with one hand. And his dad just does it. And he, like he's like, well, that's how you crack it, right? And he's like, yeah, dude. Yeah. And, and then it all culminates where Bridget wins. Bridget wins the competition and Eddie doesn't win. And he cries. Yeah. It's so important that they show him crying. Yeah. I'm like... Honestly, I'm going to cry because it honestly, I saw like that they had tears on his face. They don't show him like bawling, but they show him like not being able to red eyes. Tears Tears are coming. They show a little bit of like tears like down his his face is a little bit wet. And his dad goes, you don't need to win. You don't need to win. You just you did your best. And, you know, you did something that you should be so proud of. And like you, you got here among so many people. And it was like a really nice moment. And. His team won the won the playoffs because DB, who is a terrible baseball player, um, was able to do this really dumb bunt thing, and it was really fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so they all come to sh- to to support him. I have no idea what the proximity was between these two locations, and I think that's a major problem. I wish they'd been like, and the cookoff is just right around the corner. Yeah, but whatever. Um, and so Eddie is still a part of this team and he still helped them win. So he's still a part of that team. He didn't abandon anybody. And then Bridget, they're all like, oh, we're going to go get food. And Bridget's like, I want food. I just won. Can I come with? And he's like, yeah, Bridget, come on. Whatever. Who cares? And then and that's freeze the frame. movie is yeah. the weirdest freeze frame ever. Honestly, now that I'm like talking through this movie again, I actually really liked this movie. I know. <laughs> like you were explaining more. I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. This was, this was good. I liked this a lot. So this movie really could have gone down the path of not trying to subvert the expectations of, like, boys have to do sports and girls belong in the kitchen and blah, 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 blah. And I'm not saying it did it perfectly, but it actually did it really well. Like, the scene with Kimberly going, I run like I run like crap because I run like crap and I'm a yeah. terrible runner, not and, because I'm a girl. And, yeah. like, oh, and the, the, another, a boy in the, in, yeah. the, in, in the team came up and was just like, yeah, and I don't breathe good. Or whatever. Yeah. What did he say? I, I don't know. There were other people who came up. Like, someone said, oh, and this coach is a nurse, like the assistant coach. Oh, no, that was him. His He, he was like, yeah, my, you keep talking about how it's bad that so-and-so, so-and-so is a nurse. My dad's a nurse. And then the coach, the assistant coach, after all the kids have walked away, turns to the dad coach and goes, my dad was a hairdresser and walked yeah, away. Yeah, that's what it was. And I was like. So it's like everyone well, was kind of throwing things at the coach being like, oh, no, like, I'm, I'm a people girl. I do empowered. this. I'm a boy. I do this. People in power get away with crap like this. Like, it's it, 
that's why J.K. Rowling has been able to get away with being a turf for so freaking long. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's really hard to combat that. But it was a really nice moment, especially because, like, you see Kimberly sucking a lot. And he does yeah. make comments that are like, well, she's a girl, me, me, me. And you can see Kimberly kind of, like, roll her eyes and be pissed. And so to have Kimberly go, I'm a girl and that's fine. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> and I then she it. she does go and, and she she gets a hit. Um, so it's like, it, it's just, it's a nice, it's a nice movie. Like, it, yeah. and the dad does seem to, Ethan was so mad. He's like, oh, not a bad dad now. And I was like, okay, he's like, it's still an almost bad dad. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's still you had not a, great. You had a little redemption arc. I liked you at the end. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think this movie, we should probably start with the moral. Yeah. Just because I feel like it's, this movie is so moral focused. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it is something that's like be true to yourself. Like you don't have to fit into society's mold. Something about you know gender norms are, are, you know, not a rule. You know, yeah, do, do what you think is fun. Like you probably have something that's way better. No, that's what I was gonna go for too. And I was actually thinking, I'm like, it's it's got a lot of good things. It's it's got that. It's got it's not about winning. It's not about winning, yeah. Like it's, it's about doing something that you love. Like you don't be shy away from doing I think things you love. I think it's do what you love no matter what society thinks. Ah, oh, yes, perfect. Yeah, I Chef's think kiss. it's do <laughs> I think it's do what you love no matter what society thinks. And now that I've again just said this movie's plot back to myself, <laughs> I think it actually did quite a good job. Because, I yeah. Because there's just so much DB is doing is playing baseball because he loves baseball, despite the fact that he is the worst player on the team. Yeah. He's doing what he loves despite he what society it. thinks. Like yep. he should quit because or society would say that he should quit because he's terrible, but he loves baseball. Yep. So like I just That Hannah like has the moment with her mom. She ends up doing what she loves and not hiding from it. This Even the fact really that Eddie's good. brothers come and support him in the end, like his, like all of his friends and family come oh, to yeah. support him. I forgot his his brothers. He's these two really doofy himbo high school brothers, and at the end they come to the cookoff and they start going, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> it's incredible. Ah, oh, this movie's really good. <laughs> yeah. See, this this is movie, why we discuss it. We talk ourselves into these things. This movie's really good. Like I, if someone had asked me. Before watching this movie, I'm like, it's a movie called Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. It's going to be about, like, some kid holding a cook-off on a baseball field. Like, who the... I don't care. Yeah. No! It's so good! I was not <laughs> expecting it. It's so good. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. There is a specific moral... Spin, you choose the means of your own self-expression. That's at a 975. I don't think this is a 975. No. Zombies, we have, you don't have to be what society expects you to be at eight and a halfs. Ooh. I think this is done better, though. Yeah. Because zombies has a little bit of, like, cheesiness to it. Not that this isn't cheesy, but it's a little bit less grounded in reality. Right. And also, some of it's just dumb. (laughs) <laughs> not saying that the, the zombies one is bad and we are gonna change it but right right it's just a little it's, it's okay little to not bummed. fit in cadet kelly Ooh, what did we give cadet kelly 
It's not about winning. It's about being the best person you can. That's right on track. 8.75 for me and 8.5 for you. I don't know. I'm kind of getting Cadet Kelly vibes. There's I'm a kind part of me that wants to give it higher than Cadet Kelly. There's a part of me that's like nine five, dude. Ooh. Nine five. What like this movie did a really nine, good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also want to give it credit because it did do multiple morals really well. Right. Yeah. Because it also did. It's not about winning really yeah, well. Yeah. Yep. They didn't have him win. You're right. You're right. Okay. Do I have another nine point five? Is our next. Which one did we give a 10 to? Uh, Scream Team. Team Beach 2, I had it a 9 to 5. Oh, and The Color of Friendship, of course, I had a 10. Yeah, The Color of Friendship. I was like, I'm pretty sure we also gave Color of Friendship a 10. I have Cadet, Tell- Cadet Kelly at a 9 to 5, yeah. We've been pretty stingy. Oh, The Swap, I have it at a 9 to uh, yeah, 5. Yeah, yep, perfect. A- hey, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Perfect. The same. <laughs> yep. Also, I straight up cried during the swap so like i have no shame at the fact that i cried during those two speeches in the swap yep like i the second half of the swap is the best movie we've watched so far (laughs) i just wish the first half was the same (sighs) so frustrated the swap the swap could have been perfect it could have been a kid that would have been the most unexpected like if that first half would have been amazing and that was the perfect decom. I would have never expected at the beginning of this show that we would have said the swap was the best decom. God, the swap makes me so upset in so many ways. Anyway, test of time for this movie. It's it's pretty 2003, but not in a way where like I was distracted by it. There's a few no. things where I was like, okay, Eddie's wearing a puka shell necklace. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, the food it's not fights... like last week with uh, Gotta Kick It Up. Like It wasn't oh, that outdated. God. Um. Yeah, this movie's not super diverse. Um, it's more diverse than I would have expected. Kimberly is Asian. Mm-hmm. Um, and Orlando Brown is brown. He's black. I just wanted to make the joke that he's brown. <laughs> oh <my gosh>. um, <laughs> so there's a couple of people. It's yeah. oh, and the assistant coach is also black. Yeah. Um. So no, it's not the best it could be, but it's not entirely white it could have right. very easily have just gone we had plenty oh, of other decoms that were so right yeah i mean multiple ones are entirely white double teamed is there anyone of color in double teamed? <laughs> probably not <laughs> not that i remember phantom of the megaplex white whites only phantom of the megaplex <laughs> um but like i said it's not I have looked at the Irish at a seven two five, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I think this is. I think this holds up better than than look at the Irish. But I was like, at, it's at least a seven two five. Yeah, I was actually I was looking at that one too when I was trying to find some seven fives. Seven I, from I've that th- year, thirteenth year, a seven five, which is not that same year, but it's. I have jump in at an eight. I don't. This doesn't hold up as well as Xenon, so not an eight seven five. That I know. No. I think it's better that holds it better than thirteenth year too, which I had up at seven point five. Yeah, I'm looking for I have Cadet Kelly at an eight. And I feel like that's pretty similar because there there are some really egregious like early two thousands things in Cadet Kelly, and I think they're both from two thousand three. Cadet Kelly's from two thousand two. I'm pretty sure. 
trying to see if I have anything in a 775. That's what I'm looking for. And the only thing I found was... I have Descendants oh, gosh, was it Descendants, yeah. I think I'm just going to put this at a 7. Oh, wait. Johnny Tsunami, 7.75. Sure. I'll put it with I'm that gonna one. I'm going to put this at an 8. Because I think this holds up slightly better than Johnny Tsunami. Um, the other Lee also looks. at a 7.75. Yep, that's fine for me. And its message is a little bit better. I don't know why I closed my phone. Yes, I can close my phone. I have the flip phone. Um, <laughs> satisfying. It's so satisfying, Sarah. It's so satisfying. <laughs> Do you ever hang up calls and just like, pew, Who close. calls me? I don't know. You don't call anybody? I live with my fiance. Who else would call me? My mother doesn't call me. Don't you have like appointments me? or like things that I you have to call people for? calls. What appointments, I feel like Sarah? I feel like I'm calling people insurance. all the time for like stupid, annoying appointments and uh, just like, I don't know. I don't call anyone. Excuse me. If <laughs> there's so many places that I can't email that I have to call and I get so mad about it or like calling that to sucks. schedule your car appointments. <laughs> a car appointment. A yeah. car appointment. I'm going to run my car into the ground. I should actually probably call it my car, but. Ooh. I was like, do I want to give this a B plus or an A minus? And the first thing I saw was the other knee. And I'm like, ooh, that one was really good. That's a, that's a good jumping off point. Uh-huh. Oh, the Kim Possible movie was at an A minus. And I think the Kim Possible movie is still better than this. Just because. I don't know. I kind of want to give this one an A minus, but I'm gonna know, I'm, th- I'm gonna compare um, it to my other A minuses on the range and see. Well, because I knew I had Wendy Wu, and I was like, I think this is as good as Wendy Wu. Okay, what is our A minus range? Eighty three to ninety. I also want to just give it. I just want to give it an A minus. We don't have that many, and we're gonna have to do like we're gonna have to scale this anyway. Damn, I gave Kim Possible an eighty three, which is the lowest A minus. You can change it. I might bump it up to an 84. I've got so much playing room. I have Descendants 2 at an A- minus at an 84. I really didn't like Descendants 2. Good comparison. I'm saying that like it's a bad movie. It's not. I'm definitely going to be bumping up Cadet Kelly to an A. Mm-hmm. Mom's and got a date with a vampire. I have it an 83. I have the Scream Team at an 88. Which is really high. <laughs> And I think I like this at least as much as I like the screen team. So I oh, might I put this on an 87. Maybe just a notch down. No, you know what I'm going to do? I don't like this as much as I like Cadet Kelly. I will say that. I'm going to put... No. Yeah. I'm going to put the screen team at an 87 and put this on an 88 for now. And I'll probably bump up Kim Possible, so the drama, and move that around in the final one. I do think this is better than Wendy Wu, which I have it at 85. Yeah. I, I think it is, like too. I, we should have given the, the other me higher, but I'm also thinking back and I'm like, I liked that movie. I don't think I loved it. No, I think it it's in. fine where we have it. Yeah, I'm not going to move it right now. It might get moved during the during the great sweep of the final episode, but... Yeah. Okay, I also have Wendy Wu at an 85, and I do think this is higher. But where? 
Where do I put it? This movie's really good. Why is this movie so good? (laughs) Ethan was like, you didn't believe me. You didn't believe me. And I'm like, I didn't believe you because you like weird things. Even starting this recording, we're like, it's a B-range movie. And now look at us. Well, and he was also, Ethan always is like, (sighs) he also likes to troll me. So I never know if he's being serious or not. But no, okay. Genuinely though, speaking about the fact that we thought this was a B range movie, like I was very much like, yeah, it was pretty good. Which is why I like to talk it out. Cause I was yeah. like, now that I'm like reviewing this movie to myself, like just reviewing the contents of what happened, it's great. It's great. And honestly, in the 2000s, early 2000s, for this to have come out and been like, yo, who cares? Also, it was really important that the the judge of the cooking competition was Bobby Flay or an equally prominent male chef because the crazy thing, one thing that I wish that they talked about is that the restaurant industry is still extraordinarily dominated by men. Mm-hmm. So I think there could have been a, f- th- this is why this is not an A movie. If it was an A movie, it would have, it would have taken just a couple more steps in the right direction. But for being 2003 and a movie made for TV, especially a movie written by a man who has just the weirdest track record. <laughs> right. Uh, have you decided where you're putting this? I think I might put it at the same as Cadet Kelly at an A minus 89. Do it. I put it I put it one point below. I moved okay. Scream Team down. I love Scream Team, but this is slightly better than Scream Team. I know that I'm exceedingly kind to the Scream Team, but it's got I such like, a good message. It does, and it it's got terrible that terrible CG fire. Is the it's got that decom fire. Halloween charm that you know I love. Oh, so. It really does. No, it's an A minus. Like it's an yeah, A minus movie. Like I'm gonna keep it there, but I'm like I'm got I've got to have a little bit of like grounding about the screen team because i know that it's a trash film no i have no grounding with halloween town i you know how i feel about that (laughs) i just the way they dressed marnie i'm like come on dudes my mom hated whenever i left the house in sweatpants and sneakers like really Uh, we're gonna put that on marnie in the year 1999 (laughs) or whenever come on she's supposed to be 13 she would not i did that when i was 10 like when I was thirteen, I was like jeans only, flare jeans, jeans cool. and uh, clogs, whatever those fake Birkenstocks were or not clogs. What were they? they? Were you remember those like clog shoes? Birkenstocks. They were they okay? Birkenstocks. I know that. But I never my had Birkenstocks because they still were still wears Birkenstocks. My mother loves Birkenstocks. Oh no, Birkenstocks came into like fashion again in the late two thousands. Yeah. Early 2010s. Like, I have Birkenstock sandals. I won't lie. I think they're comfortable. Oh, no, they're great because yeah, they mold but the to clogs, your feet. I don't want to wear those anymore. They make your feet look funny when you have big feet like me. Let's see if my mom is listening to this show. I'm going to guess that she won't because she has not listened to multiple episodes and has not talked to me about this show in a long time. <laughs> mom, a gift you can get me in the future. A nice pair of Birkenstocks that I can mold to my feet because I live in California <laughs> and I like slip-on shoes. I would love some Birkenstocks for my next gift, uh, Christmas or whatever. Birthday. Fair. You've got Valentine's a whole year until the next Christmas at this point, so. Yeah, you've got until Christmas of 2023, which is nearly 300, it's like 360 days away. Well, 300, 362 days away. There you go. Next year. Math. You've got so much time. Give me a nice pair of Birkenstocks, you weird Birkenstocks lady. <laughs> 
My wedding gift. Birkenstocks. Oh my gosh, yes. Birkenstocks Matching for Birkenstocks for you and Ethan. Oh my god, he would lose his mind. He'd be like, what is that? And for um, the maid of honor, really you can like throw probably. in a, the third wheel pair of Birkenstocks. 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 Yay! You get Birkenstocks. You get a Birkenstocks. <laughs> Whole wedding party of Birkenstocks. Oh the my shoe god. of choice. Incredible. Um... If I was not getting married in late October in the Midwest, oh, I would maybe wear we do need the like fleece lined clogs then, huh? I hate fleece lined <laughs> clogs. They're so. Uh, my feet sweat, and I don't like sweaty feet because then my feet slip out of my shoes. Yep. And that's and that's the end of this episode. Your decommission from me is to watch Chicken Run. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say is to get Birkenstocks and build your feet. No, Birkenstocks are too expensive. Don't do it. That means that you have to think of the serious missions, Sarah. I have one. I have one. I was going to say, if you're scared to do something because you're scared of what other people are going to think about it, you should still do it. Yeah, like you should Give still watch Chicken Run, even though oh people God. might make fun of you. <sighs> if you are scared to wear your fleece-lined Birkenstock clogs, you can still do it no matter what we tell you. I didn't. I, I said, for me, I don't like fleece-lined <laughs> shoes. I don't even I like. Don't I, 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 my feet are really sweaty. I'm really yeah. I'm a sweaty, sweaty lad. Like, please, just let me live in my sweat. I can't even go into a sauna because if I sweat, I'm like, nope. I, this feels like a regular day. I love saunas. I can't wait to go to one. I went into a sauna today that because I went to a uh, spa in K Town and they had an herbal steam sauna that was so full of steam that I thought I was going to die because I could not see in front of me. So I stood holding the door in case I got trapped and needed to leave. And I left after about a minute and a half because it was so unbelievably <laughs> full of steam. That I could not breathe well. And then I left and was like, oh, I'm breathing way better than I've ever breathed in my life before. But I did feel like I was going to die. So now I'm going to go into this other spa that is just a regular wood spa and sit in there for about five minutes and then leave because it's too hot and I feel like I'm going to die. Back in the water I go. There you go. And that's my experience with saunas. I feel like I'm going to die. Every single time I go into a sauna, I'm like, this is where I die. I'm going to be cooked and then die. And someone will find my body that's been cooked until I die. (laughs) I feel like I've only been in a sauna like once or twice. I basically turn my car into a sauna in the winter. I crank it all. Heat goes all the way up. I think the last number you hit is like 86 and I go like above that. Ew. Yep. I I love there, it. <laughs> there are some places in LA, like apartment complexes, that are like, we don't have a pool, but we do have a sauna. And I'm like, that's worse. That's <laughs> yeah, not I mean, I'd something rather, I'd rather that's have good. a pool. I I would love to have a pool with a hot tub. I don't have that where hot I Hot tub's great. Hot tub's yes. love them. Don't want to have one. Don't want to maintain one. But going in one, great. Cook me in water. I want to be boiled. That's fine. Yep. Uh, dry roast me and I will scream. <laughs> This All is right, the funniest great place to end. Don't dry roast Kira. She'll scream. Don't. Please, Daddy. Don't dry roast <laughs> me. Please. Anyway. Okay. Next up, we're watching Tiger Cruise. Um, I'm going to guess that this is going to be a weird month that our episodes are coming out. And I think we forgot to mention this in the last episode, but Sarah and I are both traveling in January. So if there's weird gaps, sorry, not sorry. Um... I have a feeling that I'm. We're not going to post one. This is obviously going to be coming out way after this, but 
Uh, I have a feeling that we're our first one after this break is going to be posted on the 11th because Sarah is going to be traveling and I want to make sure that we have enough of a backlog that when I'm traveling, I can just have it be posted. Have it scheduled to be out. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, yeah. We're really just going with the flow this last season, guys. Sorry. <laughs> we do what we want because it's been almost three years and we're tired. Yep. We're so tired. And we both need the vacation. Disney vacations. <sighs> Yeah. We can take a picture at the same place and Photoshop us together and then pretend <laughs> like we were doing there. doing our the hugging photos, but it's going to be so we'll, funny. We'll post it to the podcast on Instagram. Oh my God, that'd be so That's freaking That's forever funny. one of my favorite pictures. Which one? The one from New York where you Photoshopped yourself in. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good one. Sarah and my mom and my sister all went to New York and I was in Japan. So I posted, a, uh, they posted that picture and then I was like, wow, I'm so glad I was there with like a photoshopped giant head of myself in there. Um, and then we I feel like my family actually believed that. They were like, oh, Kira showed up. I'm like, no. <laughs> it's not, it's not convincing. I made it no, in like. it's not. I made it on like but my it's, phone. it's gold. Like, no, I think I made it in like paint 3D or something. Like something really janky. Um, I've done that a couple of times. I also did it. I think it's really funny to do it when someone makes a really, this is so mean, but when someone makes a really heartfelt post, like my, my sister, like 10 years ago or whatever, I made a post to my mom that was like, happy birthday, mom. I love you. You've done so much for me. I appreciate you. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I took that, that photo, posted a really, I posted the picture of you and I on the Astro Orbiter at Disney World, but with you cut out, posted my face on my sister and went, <laughs> Happy birthday, Mom. You're ugly and weird, and I don't like you, but here it's a great picture of us. Bye. I did not say she was ugly and weird. I could find this photo, but it was oh something gosh, that was like, Happy do. birthday, Mom. You've done, you, you do nothing for me. You know, you, you got weird feet. Like, some, I don't know. Like, it was just like me taking everything that Liza had said and just flipping it. And I yeah, thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And my family was like, That's great, sweetie. Good job. Oh my God. And I was like, Y'all don't have any humor. I'm the funniest one here. <laughs> anyway, I really love, I love making memes of, of just like sticking a face on something. Like I made, there was this thing that we had to cancel at work. And I took the picture of Helga Pataki from Hey Arnold with her Hey Arnold shrine. Yeah. And I put my face on, I didn't, I didn't actually put my face on Helga because she's facing either way. But I put images of the thing we had to cancel on the Hey Arnold shrine <laughs> and put my name on where Helga was sitting. And I was like, this is my greatest achievement at work. Thank oh you all gosh, for being so here. Good. I've um, never been able to do anything like that. So any amount of Photoshop or paint or whatever. <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's so everything good. I've made looks really bad. It's like at the level of like that makes it even better though. My passion. It's so bad. Yeah. Um. Anyway, if you if people are listening to this and they want me to make some janky meme for decommission, please send I, I, ideas. I, do. <laughs> I want you to. Please send ideas, and I will make a janky decommission meme. And I don't know what it will be. But I'll figure it out. Anyway. I'm excited. I hope that I hope you do it. Next movie's Tiger Cruise. So we'll see you there. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>